0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We
1: said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job.
0: R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table.
1: We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Wachowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find LockedOnPackers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show, for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. LockedOnPackers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. Built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. To get $10 off your first order. We're catching up a little bit on last week on today's show. A couple interesting things to talk about, including Matt LaFleur opening the door for a potential rookie camp. Even though there was reporting from Ian Rappaport that there would be no veteran mini camp or OTAs in June, Matt LaFleur said the hope would be or at least there is an idea that they could bring rookies in uh, the week before training camp to give them a crash course of sorts to try and get them up to speed as much as possible before training camp opens so that they're not behind, so that they're not still learning you know, the, the fundamental stuff, the basic stuff, the detail stuff that they're going to need once training camp actually opens. And we'll talk about the impact of that. I want to start, though with something that we're doing this week. Uh, I mentioned last week um, Heaven's Table Barbecue in Milwaukee. One of the things that I want to do as part of my support for them and for our ongoing efforts here at the Locked On Podcast Network. This week, I'm buying lunch for someone every day at Heaven's Table Barbecue. And in order to get that lunch, I want you to make a donation to Campaign Zero, which is an organization aimed at common sense, police reforms. They have a list of eight. A lot of them are already in use around the country. And the goal is to make them even more pervasive around the country and to find more of these simple, concise, practical applications trying to make everyone safer. It is data-based. In fact, part of the money goes to research in finding best practices. That is the point. Best practices for police departments to avoid the kind of issues that we've seen spark the protests going on around the country. And that's where I want to start today. Not the protests themselves, but the Green Bay Packers, along with a number of organizations in the league, including the NFL itself. Roger Goodell came out with statements supporting the fight against injustice, against police brutality, and in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. In fact, the Green Bay Packers came out with the most, certainly the most creative and the most direct video of any team, any statement of any team, with a video that they put together last week. Enough is enough was the message. And we found out that Aaron Rodgers was in, in part the architect of that that he wrote and or at least had the idea of the main concept and then provided a platform for his teammates in the middle to speak on their experiences and speak from their heart. That's not even what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the bigger picture here with the NFL. There is no sticking to sports here. That is something that we hear all the time. Fans say stick to sports. They don't want... Their teams, their coaches, their organizations, and their athletes getting involved in, you know, beyond politics, social issues, whatever it is. They want them sticking to sports. And to a degree, I suppose I understand that perspective. Usually, that's code for, I don't agree with whatever you're saying. Please stop saying that so I can continue to cheer for you and like you. And that's certainly your prerogative the packers don't want to be silent on this they want to speak up matt lafleur talked about not just having words but having actions and putting together plans to help his team be more engaged he wants to make sure everyone on his team is registered and can vote that they understand the importance of voting this is an organization From top to bottom, Mark Murphy donated a significant amount of money to not just, you know, this was a couple weeks ago, to help COVID-19 research and those affected, but now those affected by racial injustice. From the top to the bottom, the Packers do not want to stick to sports. And by extension, the implication here is that they think the best path forward for them is to not stick to sports. Okay, The extension of that is they don't believe that their fans ought to either or that their fans ought to expect them to stick to sports. They want to lead on this. And I have to say, I was very impressed with Matt LaFleur, the way that he handled the conversation. I mean, the, the Packers called a press conference at a time when They have to organize in a pretty significant way people to get on Zoom and get together to have a digital press conference. They held a special event so that they could answer questions about this response that the Packers had to a current social issue. They want to be heard on this, and that means that they think the best thing for them is to be heard on this. And so there are going to be fans who say, we don't want you speaking on this. And clearly the Packers are saying, we don't care. We think it's important that we do it. So this isn't even about if you agree or disagree with some of the proposals that are being put forward or some of the criticisms that are being put forward. It doesn't even matter in the specifics here. It's about the big picture of... An organization speaking out and I know it's easy when an organization speaks out for something you believe in to say hey isn't this great you know the Packers if they were to donate money so the COVID-19 example is a great one they donate to COVID-19 those affected by the coronavirus there is no other side of that it's great that they've done that and so no one complains this is one of those things that is complicated because of some of the details of it. Obviously, what happened last week, the discussion around Drew Brees and the protests, this is all going to come up again when the season starts if players decide to protest, if players decide to take knees. This is going to, this is going to become a thing again. And what the Packers said, what Matt LaFleur said is, we're going to support our players. And the NFL... Roger Goodell apologized for not listening to the players sooner on these issues, for not taking them more seriously, and for not acting quickly enough. They have, in a way, said, we are not afraid any longer of the backlash, political or social, and feel like we have to do the right thing. Now, it did take uh, NFL staffer going behind the league's back, basically, to make that video that went viral with all the NFL players on it. That was done without the consent of the league, and it was so well-received that the league had to come out and say, hey, we support this, we support the players, and it has been remarkable to watch organization after organization come out and say, hey, look, we did not take this seriously enough, or we didn't know the extent to which this was happening, or we didn't make this a priority in the way that we should have. And, and it's been team after team coming out and saying this. The Saints, after what happened last week, they feel like they're galvanized now, that they've come together and that they've had a dialogue. That's what Matt LaFleur talked about, letting people speak and and be heard and the listening that's gone on. That's been the theme, the listening. And at some point, the listening part is going to become like thoughts and prayers where they're just empty words. But right now, and you could tell from Matt LaFleur in that press conference, that was genuine. The Packers are lucky to have a leader like Matt LaFleur who can see that this is something that the players want to talk about, that they want to engage with, and that he has players who aren't as affected by this. You know, white players. Players who come from more privileged backgrounds. And they want to learn. They want to be a part of this. And it starts with Aaron Rodgers. It starts with Aaron Rodgers saying... This is important. Being on the leadership council, they want this to be something that's talked about. They want to be leaders on this. So if you want to ignore it, certainly that's your right. This is America. You have the right to do that. But the Packers don't want to ignore it. And they don't want you to ignore it either. You can decide if that bothers you enough to stop watching. My guess is you won't. And my guess is, if you relinquish your season tickets, they will be snapped up in 0.4 seconds. There is always someone ready to take your tickets. As Alec Baldwin says in The Departed, world needs bartenders.
0: World needs plenty of bartenders.
1: If you want to go, you're free to go. Now, this we, we went through this three years ago, 2017. A lot of Packer fans were upset about even the banal protest that they offered. But certainly they were upset about Colin Kaepernick. A lot of NFL fans, a lot of people on Twitter... Saying, oh, I'm done. Didn't happen. No one turned away from the game. No one turned away. No one stopped cheering for the Packers because of what happened. Didn't happen. And if it did, it happened for a week. Or it happened in a season where it was easy to do it because they sucked. My guess is those people are back. I got an email yesterday from someone who said, I'm I'm not listening to the show anymore because of what you said about Drew Brees. By the way, I didn't really say anything about Drew Brees. And 3 hours later I got another email. And they were like, and another thing. <laughs> okay, so you're still pretty engaged with this. You still care what I think, you still care about about the the topics, you still want to engage in the dialogue. I'm not even talking about the issues that are out there anymore. This is this has nothing to do with that, really. This is this is me just saying how it is. This is what the Packers are doing. This is how they're portraying their organization, and it is how they want to be perceived. And if that bothers you to the point that you don't think you can be a Packers fan anymore, of course, as an American, that is your right. As a sports fan, that is your right. But understand that says more about you than it says about the team. And speaking of the choices that you make that are more about you, think about what you're putting in your body next time you grab for an energy bar why not go for the best tasting protein bar ever? Built Bars, tasty, legitimately delicious. Built Bar is the best protein bar I've ever tasted. It's better than a lot of candy bars, frankly, because it's not as syrupy, sugary, saccharine sweet as some of that stuff. And it's actually legitimately good for you. But it still tastes delicious. 16 amazing flavors, we're talking 100% chocolate covered, soft, easy to chew, peanut butter brownie, mint brownie, double chocolate ganache. Just to name a couple flavors, this is legit. You will taste the difference when you get them for yourself. Perfect for quarantine. I don't know if you're like me, but my guess is some of you are that in quarantine, you're, you're working from home, and you're, you're bored sometimes. And you, you eat because you're bored. Why not eat something that not only tastes good but is good for you? Go to Biltbar.com and use promo code locked on to get $10 off your first order. That's Biltbar.com. Promo code locked on to get $10 off your first order. And if you're looking to make an impact on more than just your quarantine diet, try the US Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million of individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462769. All right, I want to talk a little bit more about this idea of a pre-training camp rookie camp and how it could potentially benefit the team. And, And the main benefits are obvious. The Packers rookies right now, I mean, Jordan Love is not going to get on the field in 2020, barring injury. But it would be nice to get him some on-field reps where you just get to evaluate him being him. You don't have to worry about, you know, uh, Zadarius Smith crashing down on him. He's not running scout team. It's not a disadvantageous situation for him to be in. He's on the same page as these other people. Presumably, right now, everyone is working through the playbook. That's what this is supposed to be for. They're working on details, as Matt LaFleur said. They're looking at cutups. They're looking at technique. They're trying to, to fine-tune what they want to do here. Jordan Love getting those reps, it makes him better in the short term, and it, it potentially compounds the progress that he can make because he's not going to get a lot of reps once the season starts. He's going to get some good reps in training camp because Aaron Rodgers probably not going to play in the preseason. But... You want to get him some some reps where he's going and taking every snap, every rep he's processing, he's doing all the things you need him to do because even just a week of that can set him up for development over time because it is exponential, the growth of an NFL player. The more reps you can get, the better success you are set up to have in the future. Now, the Jordan Love part, not super important for the success of the team in 2020, at least Presumably. But A.J. Dillon, if he can show in early reps, hey, I can pass protect or, hey, I can run routes or, hey, I understand and am a better fit in outside zone than maybe a lot of people thought. That gives him a leg up once training camp starts. He's not playing catch up from as far behind. Josiah DeGuara, who's the kind of player they're going to need in 2020 when they go to these double tight end sets. I mean, Rob Tanyan is going to play. And Jay Sternberger is going to play. And Mercedes Lewis is going to play. But that's three. They played four. When they had four, they played four last year. Now, not all at once necessarily, but they like to be able to rotate. They like to be able to keep guys fresh. Mercedes Lewis is pushing 40. He's not going to be able to be a down-to-down guy who can play 60% of your snaps. That's why you need Tanya. And it's why you need DeGuara. It's why you need some of these other guys to step up. And getting an extra week with Deguara to learn the fundamentals, to get on the details. I mean, this is what Matt LaFleur has focused on, the details. Making sure you understand every step matters. Every hand placement. If it's inside step, where is your hand? If it's outside step, where is your hand? If the guy is head up, which direction are you going? And if he's inside shade versus outside shade, how does that affect What you want to do How does that affect how you read What happens next Getting those extra reps Could be the difference Between a guy being ready by week 8 Versus week 10 And that could be the difference Between a win and a loss Because one play can make A difference All of the reps that Alan Lazard got In those preseason games Late in the half Late in the game He's making plays. Tim Boyle's throwing lasers. He's getting those reps and showing the team what he's capable of doing. Showing Aaron Rodgers, by the way, what he's capable of doing. That allowed him to go in cold, basically, in a game against Detroit and make every key catch late to help the Packers win that game. Those reps were instrumental in setting him up for that moment. And so if you have a week to get Josiah DeGuara up to speed, and now he hits the, the ground running in training camp and Rogers has faith in him by the time the season opens a week is a big difference you know training camp starts end of of July you only get so many reps you lose a week you know let's say you you just have a normal amount of time if you lose a week that's huge and it's also true the other way if you gain a week to get to where you need to get to by training camp. It's such an advantage because now you're closer to where Tanyan is, to where Sternberger is. You can just go in and rep. You can just go in and get those opportunities with Aaron Rodgers for him to see you be in the right spots, to make the adjustments that you need to make. I mean, think about the story Jay Sternberger told on this podcast. He talked about a play earlier in the season, and I think I know what play he's talking about, by the way. Aaron Rodgers, on a scramble drill, looked for Sternberger, who should have sat down in a hole in the end zone. There were two defenders. He could have just sat. He carried his route. Rodgers threw to the empty space, and Sternberger didn't sit. Didn't work to get open, and when he did, he didn't sit in the empty space. Flash forward to the NFC Championship game. Aaron Rodgers breaks the pocket. Jace Sternberger rolls, makes himself available, and sits down. Rodgers does not lead him, throws it to where he is because he's open. Jace makes a sliding catch in the end zone for a touchdown in a a score that seemed like it would be important at the time. The Packers, unfortunately, could not get a stop, and it didn't really ultimately matter that much. But if think about if that play happens in week one. Jay Sternberger wasn't out there in week one because he was hurt. Now, he lost half a season. But if you're ready to make that play by training camp, that changes the perception of you from the coaches and from the quarterback. If you can understand where you need to be in pass protection, and you're A.J. Dillon, and you can do that practice one of training camp, the very first time you get in there with a first-team rep and you have a chance to to catch a pass from Aaron Rodgers and you make that play because you know where you need to be, you know the proper depth, you know the steps, and you were able to rep it on the field. That's so valuable. And to do it right before training camp is its own kind of value because in rookie camp, it happens right after the draft. And then you go into the organized team activities and it, it can potentially go out the window because you're not getting those reps. And maybe it doesn't ingrain the same way. Now, this is happening right before training camp starts. You're getting all these reps and then you're immediately getting on the field. All right, go apply it. It's like spring practice. You get to rep it, rep it, rep it, and then go do it. And you get to have the spring game. And, and, and hopefully that stuff cements in your mind. Spring practice is more than just a day or two of practice. Rookie camp is a handful of days. If you're able to get a rookie camp here right before training camp, now you can make that compounding improvement. That exponential growth is suddenly at your fingertips in a way that it just would not have been otherwise. And maybe the Packers are the only team that does this. They're probably not going to be. But certainly, other teams, if they don't do it, will be at a disadvantage. We've talked about the importance of continuity on this show. The advantage that that gives Green Bay over other teams competing in the NFC. The Vikings are a prime example. And it's just one of those things that it it is so important to have that continuity. Well, continuity matters in practice too. So if coaches are not having to stop and, and offer instruction, it's better for everyone. You want those rookies up to speed. And even if they're not going to play a ton of reps, if they're getting reps out there, if you're going to throw A.J. Dillon out there, he needs to know where to be. If you're going to throw Jordan Love out there because Aaron Rodgers needs a rest day in training camp or it's, you know, the day before a game and you're you're repping something out to get ready for the game and Rodgers is not going to play, Love is. You don't want to have to stop practice because that guy doesn't know what the read is, doesn't know what the fundamentals are, doesn't know what the details are. Getting that extra time is, has this compounding effect on not just their improvement, but the team's improvement as a whole. The reopening is right around the corner and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league.
0: Here, Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, more to come this week. Uh, I want to keep taking your questions, so send those in to me. We're going to talk about the receivers tomorrow. I want to talk about the the current status of the receiver room because we spent the whole offseason wailing and gnashing teeth about the problems that they had there and the ways that they needed to improve. So where do they stand? And what can they do? What are the skills that each is going to bring? How are they going to fit? What are the most likely roles? I want to basically spend the whole show breaking it down just to sort of preview what this offense could look like, what the Packers could be looking at with these guys, And I think some of the misconceptions about what this offense is going to look like. All right. Remember, subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate everyone who already gets this show beamed right to their device. Remember, use your Bluetooth speaker at home or in your car and stay safe. If you're having to go into work, if you're having to do, you know, be out, the coronavirus is still around. We still need to be safe. We still need to protect each other. So let's make sure we're doing that. But, you know, you can listen to Lockdown Packers on the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes at Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.
0: world needs plenty of bartenders.